Welcome to Live, Laugh, Talk. I'm your host, James Graham, and I'm happy to be here with you today. Today, we will start our podcast with a discussion entitled, Await Tomorrow Happily. Then we will transition to our segment, How Did We Get Here?, followed by our hobbies and special interest section, and then conclude with our sunflower message, which is our happy note for the day. All are encouraged to share your thoughts on these subjects at our website, livelaughtalk.com. And if listening on Spotify, you can add a voice memo as well as comments, participate in our poll. You can see us on social media, on Twitter, at livelaughtalker.com where you can give us show suggestions as well as participate in our tipping program that we have there. It is to support the show. As you know, none of this is free of charge, so we could use your assistance. Now let's get to the topic that we will begin with, and it's entitled, Await Tomorrow Happily. Each day, Approximately 280,000 people do not awaken. Now, those of us who have the privilege to see the next day should find happiness and joy in the fact that we awakened alone. But the sad reality is that we are all bombarded with such that life hands us issues daily that we rarely find a moment to reflect on the exuberance of life. Oftentimes, instead of a joyful spirit, we're saddened to see a day come. In the musical Annie, the lead sings the familiar words, Tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you tomorrow. But how many of us have that sentiment for the day coming? See, our love for tomorrow might not run as deep as Annie's. Why? Because many days arrive with much chagrin. For instance, we may be anxious about a certain date that's approaching. Possibly we have to pay a bill that we have no idea of how it's going to get paid. Or maybe it's the day that our boss or our teacher has deadlines for a certain work or school assignment. Possibly it's the day we see the dentist for a painful procedure. Whatever the reason, that day brings anxiety instead of zestful merriment. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been watching something and maybe a date pops up or a new movie? It comes out on this date. And you see, man, I've got to mark that down on my calendar. But then it hits you that on that day, something possibly bad is going down. That painful dentist appointment or that bill or that assignment pops into your head. Oh, God. Then you just get down. You're not even looking forward to each day because each day grows closer to D-Day to you. How many days can you count in which you took the time to not think about what's 
possibly going to happen that goes wrong. But you took the time to think about the good. Maybe you took it out of your day to recognize a sunrise or a sunset. Yes, we get one of those free of charge daily. We can set our watch by it. If you have a smartphone, it tells you when the sun rises and when it sets. So you can make sure that you take notice of that, that day. Beautiful thing. Beautiful way to get your day started or ended. How many times have you thrown restraint into the wind and took a nature hike or maybe a family day at the zoo on a weekday? Can your family name a moment you casually took them to an amusement park? See, how many of those 280,000 that did not rise today would have regretted those opportunities. Oh, I hate that I saw a sunset. I hate I saw a sunrise. I hated that I went out and took my family to have fun. Nobody. See, if those ones had a chance to live life all over again, would they turn down these opportunities? Why you? You're here. You're here to enjoy those things. You're not here to worry about or be anxious about tomorrow. We have warnings against that. Not only biblically, but medically. To not be anxious of what the next day may bring. See, with that in mind, we should view every second of life as precious and seek happiness. We should wake up each day and think of at least three things that's going to make you happy that day. Yes, there's a lot of anxiety to be worried about. Each day brings its own. But think about three things. Every day you awaken. Some of them could be, some of them could be a replicas of the day before. No problem. But three things that you're going to be happy about. Also, Put into your agenda one thing to do that you're going to do for yourself that could bring joy. One thing. I once worked an extremely taxing job. The stress level was unbelievable. I decided each day after work that I was going to drive to my favorite drive through and get an ice cream cone. Pretty soon, I began to look forward to that treat. I was looking forward to the ice cream cone. So when customers or the boss would make unreal demands of me, guess what I was doing? I was smiling. Because I was thinking about when they got out of my face and I got to carry out all their demands. And I was away from them. I was going to have my treat. Now, the ice cream cone is mine. You see, that's my treat. That's what I do for myself is that ice cream cone. 
Now, what you're going to have to do is think of that single thing that you can do for yourself that's going to bring a smile on your face, a smile that will stand through adversity. In addition, make those around you delighted with your presence, especially those you care for the most. It's amazing how contagious gaieties are. If others are blissful because of your deeds, you will be content as well. No, see, tomorrow's not promised to any of us. We shouldn't look at a date in the future and wonder about the bill or worry about this or that because it's not promised that we're not going to be one of the 280,000 that didn't awake. So because of that fact, let us enjoy each day to the full. Let's keep worry, apprehension to a minimum. Because problems, they're going to arise. They're unavoidable. But we need to avoid becoming consumed with Thus, we can enjoy life's experiences with the joviality and laughter of a child in his innocence, with happiness as our objective. How can tomorrow go wrong? So let's all awaken tomorrow happily. What did we do before smartphones? See, we use and depend on our smartphones today for work, school, our personal lives, social lives. When was the last time you left home without your phone and just kept on going? Most of us would turn around Go back home and pick it up. It's caused us to have to multitask in our lives. It's become a common thing. The internet has become a significant part of our daily lives. And along with it, social media. And social media has an impact in not only our teens' lives, our preteens, but adults as well. You see, back in 2005, when social media was still in its infancy, only about 5% of users in the United States were involved. And you may remember, you had like MySpace back then. Well, by now, that number grew to about 80% of individuals are involved in social media. You find adults using more platforms like YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Teens seem to prefer Snapchat, Instagram. And through the pandemic, we saw adults and teens together loving TikTok. Among our today's teens we see 97% of 13 to 17-year-olds use at least one of the seven major online platforms. What about those younger, 8 to 12? They're using it as well. We find out that 
they're using it up to six hours a day. 13 to 18-year-olds, nine hours a day. 25 to 45-year-olds, six hours a day. Where are we finding the time? Now, we're not going to sit here and talk about social media in just a negative way. It has some positives. Of course, it has cautionary tales, dangers, but there are good things about it. Like anything, like a knife, for instance, we can take a knife and we can use it to chop our vegetables, our fruits for our smoothies. We can cut our steak with it during our meal. We can also use it to stab somebody in the chest. So not all things are all bad, are all good. So we're not going to dwell on just the negative. Matter of fact, we're going to start off talking about the good in social media. You see, social media is a great marketing tool. Most of you listening right now found out about the podcast through social media. Boy, do I wish you heard it from another person and it was word of mouth. But I got to be honest with myself. You heard about me through social media or maybe technology, maybe the website. But then the website led you to social media. And then from there, we even encourage you. We say, hey, go on the social media. Then you can see some pictures and highlights of today's show. Marketing. It is a wonder. In addition it's a way to stay connected with family and friends. It's also a quick way to gain access to information and research. There's many articles posted on social media. Hospitals are even on social media. Banks, companies, on there as well. We can learn about a particular corporation or maybe make a decision on the bank about so about through social media. We can learn everything about it. And in addition to that, we can see what people feel about this particular company or this particular restaurant right there on social media. Do you know through social media there's much online learning, job skills, content discovery right there on YouTube? I have friends of mine that have fixed their cars by going on YouTube and watching videos of those experts telling them what to do. Had that experience in my own life. Took one of my vehicles to several mechanics. They could not find the solution. Watched a social media video. Guess what? I was able to fix the car myself and I am not that person. You see me with tools in my hand. Don't let me get close to your car. But in this case, I was able to fix my own right there, social media. Then there's involvement in civic engagement. There's fundraising, social awareness. All of this gets a voice on social media. Opportunities for employment, even remote employment. See, social media can be a good thing, but then also there's the bad, like with that knife. Well, the bad 
is online versus reality. So we use the word friend on social media. Matter of fact, I've got a thousand friends on one platform of social media. I don't talk to a thousand people on a regular basis. I don't talk to a thousand people within a month or a year. But I got a thousand quotation mark friends. See, that's not reality. That's online. In reality, I speak to about five people on a regular basis. And I like it that way. Not trying to change it. Not trying to talk to a thousand folks. There are some people got a million, two million followers. Hey, that'd be wonderful for my podcast. But it's not reality in my real life, nor would I want it. I don't want a million people I got to talk to. Can't get around to all of you. That would be a problem. So we got reality. We got online. It doesn't stop there. We also have lack of reality when it comes to content on social media. You see, on social media, nobody's broke. Nobody's struggling. Everybody's on vacation. Every project they're working on is successful. Everything they do is perfect. They got the best of clothes. Oh, and they're in shape. But see, a lot of that can give us issues. If we're struggling, but we're looking at everybody else doing well, what is that doing to your mentality? If you've got body image concerns of your own, but everybody else, and they're looking like supermodels, what is that doing to your mind? See, this is a problem because we begin to feel that we've got to gain the approval of others. We're posting things and wanting likes. And that makes social media also addicting. Because once you post something, that sometimes you feel like you've accomplished a task. Maybe you said, hey, I want to get 100 likes. And you seek to do it as well as you can. And then you succeed. You look on, you didn't get 100 likes, you got 200 likes. You got new friends. So then you begin to post more pictures because what happened was your brain got that dose of dopamine and other happiness hormones. You got happy. You started posting more stuff. But then maybe those things didn't get the return you were expecting. So all of a sudden, you're down. You feel bad about your content. See, social media can cause mood-modifying experiences. We're up, we're down. That's a danger. Increased usage is a danger. The more time on cyber, um, on social media that we're spending, the more likelihood that we're going to be neglecting something else in our life. We can't stay in cyberspace all day. We're talking about six hours with adults, eight, nine hours with preteens and teenagers. You're neglecting something because we only get 24 hours in a day. So if you spend eight hours sleeping and you're in school, eight hours working or going to school as mentioned, 
That's eight hours there too, so that's 16. Hmm. Where is your time with your family? Your time with your real friends, not social media friends. And also all of this can lead to more opportunities of cyberbullying, social anxiety, depression, and exposure to content that's possibly not age appropriate. And when we talk about cyberbullying, that's the ugly side. That's the danger to this technology. We've seen ones with emotional harm. There's been intimidating, threatening messages delivered to individuals, which infringes on their ability to participate in outside activities, feeling that they are going to be disrupted in life by some of the things seen and shown on social media. Every seven minutes, a child is bullied on social media. Now, the problem with that is intervention is rare. Adults intervene in this cyberbullying in only 4% of cases and appear in only 11%. 85% of all cases of bullying are not addressed. According to stopbullying.org, 25% of teens are bullied, while up to 43% are bullied online. 58% have not told their parents or an adult about something mean or hurtful that happened to them online. The end result, 5.4 million children stay home on any given day because they fear being bullied, whether that bullied, bullying happened in person or on social media. Sad part of that is suicide rates among children between the ages of 10 to 14. They're still low, thank God. But they're starting to creep up. Within the decade of increased social media, we see an increase in suicide rates. We see this also among adults and older ones that use social media. There's no age limit to the dangers that can happen on social media. So the question that we have to ask ourselves is how did we get here? Motorcycling. Yes, motorcycling is a special interest and hobby part for today. I love motorcycles. Now, unlike some people, I'm not partial to a certain brand or a certain type of motorcycle. I've had them all. I've had sport bikes or crotch rockets, as some people call them, and I've had cruisers. And I've had baggers. And I've had 
choppers. So I love all types of motorcycles across all brands. I've gotten to the place in my life that I realize that it's what I love to do probably most of all. And I say probably because I got a lot of special interests, a lot of love, but it's the thing that brings me comfort. I'll hop on that motorcycle, ride around through the country and get to some blissful place, some peace of mind that I don't seem to get doing anything else. I love that bike. And like I said, I've had plenty of them. So what got me here? Well, it all started when I was nine years old. Now, me at nine, I was a big boy. I wore a size nine shoe. So when your parents would say, act your age, not your shoe size, they couldn't say that to me between the ages of nine and 15. Every year, Bigfoot's foot got bigger. Now, what does that have to do with motorcycles? Well, that's when I fell in love with bikes to the point that I can talk my parents into getting me one. They had to get a special made go-kart for me because I was, again, very tall. My go-kart looked like a car. Then they had to think about, well, what type of bike are we going to get our nine-year-old? So all my friends, they had many bikes. I couldn't ride those. Too tall. So my dad found this special built moped. And this moped could fit someone, let's say you could be at max six foot two. Again, like I said, I was lanky and tall. So my dad bought me that moped. I loved it. Put my helmet on, ride around. That was my favorite thing to do in the afternoon. On the weekends, gas that thing up. I'm on it all day long. Started at nine. Got worse by the time I was a teenager. Oh, that's when I fell in love with crotch rockets. I got a little older. I bought my first one. And boy, did I love that bike. You see me just zipping around time. I was never a speed demon. So it wasn't about speed. But I just liked the ride and feel of that motorcycle. Then I ended up with a chopper, as I mentioned earlier. During the whole chopper phase, I had this one that was Specially built, again, because of my size. Then I eventually got into cruisers. And I said, oh, I'll never ride a motorcycle with bags on it. The baggers, now, come on now. I got to be real old to get one of those. Well, I must be real old. Because now that's my favorite bike. And I love the fact that I can get on my bike and I can put, I can go grocery shopping. I can put groceries in my bag. So the bike brings me happiness. I can carry out my chores. It's a win-win. But most importantly, I get an opportunity to get on it, relax, have a Bluetooth helmet. I can communicate 
I can listen to music and other podcasts. I say other podcasts, but I listen to mine too while riding. And I get to free my mind. Now, I'm not mentioning different uh, motorcycle manufacturers for a reason. I don't have them as sponsors. <laughs> but I would like to say, if you're thinking of going out and getting a motorcycle, shop around. Not only price range, but also certain fields of like certain manufacturers make that one that's just right for you. And when you get that bike, take a safety course, please. Many states, if you take their safety course, then you're able to get your license without having to take a driving exam. But don't worry about it for that reason. Let it be for the reason that you want to be able to ride in a way to protect yourself. Because too many drivers out there pay no attention at all to us motorcyclists. So we want you to be able to ride and enjoy for a long, long time. We don't want to talk about the negative and the accidents and the this and the that. What about all the opportunities that you have to ride that doesn't involve that? And you can increase that by taking a local riders course. And there's many out there. Some manufacturers even sponsor those courses. And they're not very expensive. So make sure you do that. Make sure you buy all of your safety equipment. And let's get out there and ride. Make sure you keep your wheels upright. And I'll see you out there on the open road. Our sunflower message that we're going to have today that's going to send us home on a good note is from Mary J. Blige. And it's entitled, Good Morning Gorgeous. She gave us this jewel in 2021. It reads, or its lyrics read, It's so hard just holding on. Ain't even picking up my phone. It's hard enough to be, hard enough to sleep, hard enough to be alone. I'm just trying to move along. Sometimes I do and then I don't. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Tell myself that it ain't healthy. Second guessing it don't help me. I'm so tired of feeling empty. Dry my eyes, it's time to fight. It seems like I'm always against me. Seems like this is never ending. And I refuse to let it end me. Mentally, spiritually, physically, I need peace. Yeah, I need my peace. I wake up every morning and tell myself, good morning, gorgeous. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror and say, good morning, gorgeous. No one else can make me feel this way. Good morning, gorgeous. Good morning, gorgeous. Good morning, gorgeous. All the times that I hated myself, all the times that I wanted to be someone else, all the times that I should have been gentle with me, all the times that I should have been careful with me. Why did I hate myself so intensely? Lord, help me. I wake up every morning and tell myself, good morning, gorgeous. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror and say, good morning, gorgeous. 
No one else could make me feel this way. Good morning, gorgeous. Good morning, gorgeous. Good morning, gorgeous. I ain't talking about getting no hair and makeup. I'm talking about soon as I wake up, I say good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, gorgeous. Thank you, Mary J, for these beautiful words that each of us need. It won't hurt to play that one on a daily basis to lift yourself up. This is the son of James and Georgia Graham, their baby boy. I'm about to sign off. But know this, that I look forward to, and I can't wait to my next moment with you.